It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to everybody watching and listening. You join Kyle McLean and Craig Dennett live from Ibrooks, where Hearts have been defeated 2-1 by Rangers to a Tav penalty and a fantastic Danilo header. Um, Craig, look, we'll just get straight into it. Uh, we'll maybe not focus in the first 80 minutes of that game, but the last 19, 20 minutes were superb from, from Rangers and um, I am stunned that we came back to win that 2-1. Yeah, it's hard not to focus on the first 80 minutes. I, I am uh, 2-1 was not a scoreline I saw coming at halftime. It was not a scoreline I saw coming after 70 minutes. And definitely was not a scoreline I saw coming after 85 minutes. So for us to, to leave Ibrooks with three points, those are the kind of games that have tended to get away from us in previous years. We've, we don't tend to pull through um, and get those results. And it's great to see a day like today, especially after Celtic dropping points, uh, yesterday, um, I would just close the gap to, to five points on them at the top of the league. We didn't play our best. I think we played better than a lot of people will think we played. Um, I think, I've said I think a lot there. Um, I believe that when people watch it back, they will see that we that we were actually a, a dominant team in that, in that game, albeit we didn't make the most of of the ball when we had it, we didn't make them. We didn't really create a great deal of chances. We struggled to break Hearts' goal block down, but ultimately we came away with three points. And while there aren't negatives, and we'll I assume we'll touch on some of them in here, the positive is that we we didn't play our best. We came away with three points. We closed the gap at the top of the league, and it's on to the next one. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I honestly. It, before uh, that, the the Tav penalty, I was like, "This is just another game where Rangers have a chance to close the ba- uh, the gap, and they've they've blown it." Fair play to the team; they never gave up. They never put their heads down. The manager touched on it in his post match press conference. I think he's touched on it in all three post match press conferences that he's had so far. To be fair, a reaction to uh, you know, I was going to say losing a goal, but losing the ball specifically, a reaction to going behind. He's been very impressed with that, and that's been the the sort of key message that he's taken home. Because I know it's. I don't want to say try to me to say, but the 
I don't think we win that game if if Beal's in charge. I think the heads go down. Um, and I oh look at you! I thought you were going to disagree with me there. Um, but yeah, I don't think we do. But listen, let let's focus on on some of the positives first. Have you could hear the the fans uh, ire at times because of poor crossing, but. You know, he has done it again. The manager singled him out in his post-match press conference. Danilo singled him out in his post-match press conference. You know, at, at the end of the day, he's got a goal. He's got an assist. It takes some balls to, to, to go up and take that second penalty. I was saying to you, no way did I think that he should be taking that second penalties. I think the viewers out there know that I hate penalties at the, at the best of times. And you're nudging me saying, get your phone out just in case he scores. I really didn't want to get my phone out for that one. But thankfully I did um, to, to, to get the, the picture of him scoring the goal afterwards. But yeah, I, I wouldn't have. How important is he to this team? And mentality-wise, how important is that? Because the manager singled that out as well. He's a player that comes in for a lot of criticism from Rangers fans. I think today's game probably summed up how most Rangers fans have seen him for the past year to 18 months in terms of really struggling in open play for large periods of the game. Like for 80 minutes today, it was not, it was nowhere near on it. And then all of a sudden, 10, 15 minutes to go, he starts playing well, he starts winning the ball, he starts pushing us forward. Um, his crossing miraculously got better with 10 minutes to go. I don't really understand that. Um, gets a go- has the confidence and, and the strength and mentality, which was what Philippe Comont pulled out in his post-match press conference, was that he wants all his players to have the mentality like that, the mental strength to to go on and, and take on what, what is a, ultimately a difficult task, especially when you get a second penalty in a game. Even if he scores the first one, the second penalty is always difficult, but it's 10 times harder after you miss the first one and to, to be able to step up four minutes to go um, of normal time, hit it high into into the, the middle of the net and, and set us on or set us up for a, a pulsating last, or I suppose, nine minutes added on, pulsating last 10 to 15 minutes. His mentality, I don't think, can be questioned, but it is constantly questioned. He has come away today having not played well, but got a goal and an assist, and that is what sums up James Tavernier. To me, he's not a world beater. If he was, he wouldn't be at Rangers, but the amount he contributes to us game after game, year after year, cannot be argued with. And yet again today, he stood up in the big moments. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's, he's a different captain. He's a he's a modern captain. He, he leads by example. And just the fact that, it, again, his, his teammates after the game, like everybody went to Danilo and everybody went went to him. So I think it was, it was brilliant to see. And it's exactly what we need or have been severely lacking uh, the past few seasons as 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 balls basically as just somebody because that's what the, the whole game I was just crying for somebody to just take the game by the scruff of the neck and to an extent in the last twenty minutes he did that what a high pressured penalty and you know I, I, I take my hat off to Tav look the next player I want to come on to I know we've in our first iteration when we when we tried to go live and, and it was buffering I believe that's a streamyard issue so apologies for that but uh, the next player I want to talk about is is Danilo we had a, a fantastic interaction with him after the press conference where he was slagging my Scottish accent off I don't think he'd heard the word superb too many times but it was always good to hear superb in a in a Brazilian accent back at you but the bat Dan I'm going to call him. Um, it, it was touched upon uh, with Ross and John Walker in the, the post-match press conference against Prague, or not the, po- the po- post-match reaction against Prague, I should say, sorry, uh, that he changed the game. He's just he's just different. He offers different movement up front. He just seems to have something about him, that, that knack of finishing and... and uh, what a goal to score, especially a header with a mask with a facial injury. Again, it takes... I'm in a, 
I'm going to say the word again. It takes balls to do that. It was a brilliant goal, wasn't it? Yeah, first of all, his um, Brazilian version of a Scottish accent was not a winner. Um, I think we'll go for that one. It was not the finest Scottish accent I have ever heard. Um, and I am 100% not on board with calling him Bat Dan. Are you talking about my Scottish accent or his Scottish accent? Both are questionable, <laughs> but I am not on board with it being called, with Daniel being called Bat Dan either. So we can kill that here and now. But it's just a completely different level to what Cyril Dessers can offer us. We all know that. I get the impression the manager knows that from the way he talks about it. Obviously, his manager spoke about the fact that Danilo has been injured, takes time, and needs to need to go step by step to get him back to full fitness and to play um, to play at his top level for a full ninety minutes. That completely he said the same. He said the same was true with Todd Cantwell, and that was why the substitution was made. I think we were all asking questions at about 68, 70 minutes or so when Todd Cantwell was substituted off and Ross McCosland came on. Ross McCosland had a good game. There was no reflection on what the fans thought of him. But Todd Cantwell, at that point, when you're one 0 down, you're um, pushing for at least one goal, if not two. Todd Campbell was a player you want on the pitch to help you create that, and to see him come off was a was a bit of a blow. And I don't think I think a lot of I don't think a lot of the fans understood why that was happening. Even when we were in this situation, almost I think in previous with previous managers, they would have almost asked Todd Campbell to push through that to try and to try and get us back into the game in the last um, twenty minutes. It's interesting to see Clement stick to the medical advice. Um, and stick to what the I guess the max minutes are for for players when when they're coming back from injury, no matter what the situation is, and that might be a real difference that we see between Clement and and other managers. But it paid off ultimately. Danilo was much better linking up. The, just going forward, it felt a lot more dynamic when he was on the park. It wasn't as static. It wasn't as um, player. I, I was trying to find the word there, but turgid is probably the word. It wasn't. It, it was just. It was more entertaining, more free flowing. It felt like we were creating chances. He was linking up well with the midfielders. They were trying to go through the middle um, of the Hearts' defence because that was a that the block that Hearts put in place was really good and really strong, and that's part of the reason why we struggled so much to to break them down. Um, but Danilo's finish shows exactly why we paid the money for him, and I can't wait until he's. He's fully fit, and we see that from the start in all in all our games. I'm going to ask you this question: Do you think players like Tav? So you, you said his, his crossing got a lot better uh, in that last 20 minutes. Do you think it's because there's a different, or there's different personnel up front? There's a different centre man that Tav's more willing to play that cross. Do you think Tav plays that cross in for Dessers? Is basically what I'm trying to ask you here. I think he plays the cross. He plays. I mean, how many crosses does he hit a game? So I think he. I, I think he plays the cross. But both um, James Tavernier and Red Van Yilmaz, their delivery was horrendous yeah. today for the large parts of of the game. And for a team that has focused for so many years now, the last three or four years, our main focus has been get the ball wide, get the ball into the box, and whether it's been Morelos, whether it be Dessers, whether it be Cholak, whether it be Danilo, find the striker and and we'll get a goal. The, the crossing today was horrendous. How how can we play so many balls into the box and it still be so bad? But ultimately, we've won the game because of a cross ball into the box. <laughs> so it's it's hard to argue with that yeah, one. I yeah. do like the I do like the variety that Fleet Comont seems to be bringing into the into the team. And we are playing a lot through the middle more, and yeah. we are we are trying to find those different avenues to keep the the opposition defence guessing. That's a real positive for me. The mentality side of things is. 
like Philippe Coulant, um touched on, I think Danilo touched on it as well in terms of um, that Danilo actually spoke about working with a mental coach to um, to get to to give him the confidence and to bring the best out in himself and it's something that he's done consistently and you can see the confidence almost exuding out of Danilo when he's both on the pitch and when he was when he was in that press conference he seemed pretty relaxed um, and the mentality is such a big thing for us at this moment in time we know we're struggling we know the squad isn't where we want it to be we know the squad is, is in a bit of disarray um, after um, what Michael Beale has left us with but that mentality can take you through a lot of a lot of games, and today was a perfect example of that. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it, it was really interesting hearing the manager saying that that this will be a reference game now. This will be a game that if we can do this at home against that level of opposition, because let's not make it, be disillusioned about it. I thought Hearts at times played pretty well. They had a good structure. They knew how we were going to set up, and and I'm glad that we we broke them down eventually. I thought Lauren Shankland was quite good today, so um, I think he's how much drink he would cost us if we went into the market in January. Listen, you've you've stolen one of my final points for the podcast, so let's talk about it right now. Um, listen, what we've got up front, he I was very impressed with Shankland today. Not often that I, I talk about opposition players on this podcast. I thought he took his goal brilliantly okay he's not been in the best of form um this season i know it was quite a a mooted celebration shall we say um i don't think it's any secret where his allegiances lie but yeah he's a guy that i think in this team in this setup i could see him playing alongside danilo up front um our heart's going to do the old john suter tax type thing i would pay the money personally what what's your thoughts on, on getting shankland at rangers yeah i think we saw today not only the way that Shanklin can finish, it was a really good finish, albeit Hearts targeted Red Van Yilmaz all day long with with balls over the top. And that was that was a real concern even from minute one. Like instantly just targeting Red Van Yilmaz and obviously he's not the tallest guy in the world, so um they were getting a lot of joy down there. But he, he won that header at the back post against Yilmaz, whooped it over over Butland and into the back of the net. But even his hold-up play, he was holding off two, three Rangers defenders at a time, maintaining possession of the ball and and bringing out bringing his teammates into it. That's something that we are crying out for in a lot of games, where particularly in Europe, where we just need the outball. We just need to we just need someone that can hold it up for 10, 15, 20 seconds that can just get us up the park, give us a bit of a breather, and can be almost a bit of a target man. I'm, I think that's what Dessers is supposed to be, but he's not. It doesn't. It's not doing it, and it's not. It's not um, happening in any way that that's that could be deemed successful. So we need to find that. And actually, for what Lauren Shankland might cost us, there was, there was discussion in the press room about oh, how much would Hearts want for for Lauren Shankland. I think two to two and a half million pounds was kind of the figure that people settled on. I think that's probably a bit low for what Hearts would for what Hearts would demand from from ourselves if we were in for it, but. We do need that type of striker that can just that knows where the back of the net is, that can no hold the ball up a bit. Um, I hate those tropes. I absolutely <laughs> hate those tropes. But um, but we do need that kind of that kind of striker. And he was it's the kind of striker I was expecting us to buy in the summer, and we just we didn't do it. Hopefully, Danilo um, Danilo's definitely shown the signs that he can be a success here at Ibrox. We just need to get him fit and playing from the start a lot more. 
Um, but Warren Shankland is definitely an option for me. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, look, I'm going to come on to something that you sort of touched upon earlier. Obviously, around that, I think it was about 75-minute mark. Um, Cantwell come off, again, come out sensibly listening to the medical advice, not asking him to run himself into the ground and be injured uh, for, for more minutes, basically. Um, Ross McCausland came on. Again, I thought... Uh, you know, having seen him in bits and bobs and the B team, he's really, really impressed me. I honestly, I thought he was quite a a, a slight figure, but he, you know, he, he seems to hold his own uh, in these games. He played a couple of really, really. See that ball that he's got? That the, uh, Neil McCann would call it the the lovely whip on the ball, and he played it a couple of times, really, really brilliantly into the into the goal. There we go. Is another pod that we're on when the lights go out at Ibrox, Craig. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm going to say this. I would be starting Ross McCausland over Sam Lammers uh, in the next game. What's your thoughts on that? First of all, on Ross McCausland, I think Ross McCausland is a real... Sorry, I'm just trying to find the light in terms of where people can actually see my face. Um, I think Ross McCausland is a real positive. Like you say, he's, to the eye, he looks very slight and he looks like he might struggle in with the more physical teams, etc. But he, he definitely holds his own and you're going to struggle to find a more physical team than Hearts. And he, he wasn't shying away. He was winning his fair share of balls. He was he was taking the ball in. He wasn't scared to take to take them on. And um, his Glen Cup play as well, I thought, was was really good. And his tracking back was of a player much more mature than him. Um, so Ross McCausland... He's pushing for a starting place. Philippe Coman said in his post-match press conference, he doesn't care if players are 17 or 37. It's all about what they do on the pitch. He said Ross McCausland's 20 now, so he's more than old enough. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how much game time he's getting, but it does seem in the early days of Philippe Coman to be a player that, that, that the manager likes. So uh, I think we will see more and more of uh, Ross McCausland going forward. Right, Sam Lammers deserves a section all on his own. Um I cannot believe that he played 75 minutes of this game. I cannot believe that he... Everything that went through Sam Lammers today, and it's not the first time and it won't be the last time, everything that went through Sam Lammers today stopped at Sam Lammers. He's, everyone says he's a very good technical player. Time after time today, he took a first touch, turned around, and the Hearts player just took the ball off him. It wasn't even, it wasn't even like he was... He's got some nice touches around the box, but he just doesn't have that final finish. He doesn't have the final finish. He doesn't seem to have a game awareness. He commits a lot of fouls when they're absolutely needless. He is getting in the way of other players. I think, obviously, Cantwell started in the midfield today. I think Cantwell should start where Lammers is starting. If we are if we are really honest, Cantwell should be part of that front three and he, was, he would be much more effective there as well. Sam Lammers is an enigma. Sam, Sam Lammers is not going to make it at Rangers as a success um, and I will be very surprised. He'll probably still be here in January because I imagine the number of suitors that he has will be um, very small, if any, but I will. if he's still here after next summer, I will be amazed. What did you make of Sam Lammers today? It was painful at times watching Sam Lammers. I think you summed it up nicely in a tweet on the, the This Is Ibrooks uh, X platform. I, I think I, I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna start referring to it that now. Um you said the ball is breaking down every single time. As you said, I you're right, he, he clearly has technical ability, but just it <laughs> I don't think you could try to run into more opposition players when you're turning to face the opposition goal than what Sam Lammers did. There was just some really poor I think I said in the first half. 
two passes he found out wide, and that was only because Radvan was miles open. That was all he did in the first half. Uh, I, I'm surprised he never came off quicker, but that next game I, I i i think you maybe know that was quite a leading question i was asking you but i'd be starting the cosland i think that balance it's not a lesson i say it it's not a coincidence that we played much much better we scored two goals got a penalty uh, and scored a, a magnificent second goal when neither of those players were on the pitch i, I don't think to have plays that ball in that he played in for for danilo uh if, if des is on the pitch I, I just don't think that the players have the confidence in them that they're going to meet it um so yeah look at the the last player I want to touch on before we wrap things up uh, on the podcast, Craig, is a, a guy that seems to be completely changed. Uh, John Lundstrom was awarded Man of the Match today. Maybe a few eyebrows raised at it, but he really seems to be taking... Uh, he's not going backwards, which is... There's no shit lateral passes uh, from John Lundstrom, I think, now. Um, what what have you made of his sort of... I don't want to call that rejuvenation because it's only three games since the new manager's come in, but I've been really... Imp- he seems to be the one that's taken what the manager said most on board, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, absolutely does. I think John Lundstrom has gotten better. He is actually one of the key players that's driving us forward time after time. Fluke Kawant makes no secret of the fact that he wants us to go forward pretty much every time we have the ball. His, his, his first his first instinct is to point forward and to point players forward. And he does it, I don't know if, any, I guess a lot of people will, will have seen Fluke come on the touchline doing that. Um, some people won't have if they've not made it to Ibrox or any of the games so far yet. But it's a real emphasis that he puts on the game. And John Winstrom is, people don't know what we were shooting. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so it's, it's a real emphasis and John Winstrom has been a, a success of that he's not scared to take the ball forward he's not scared to take on a man in that midfield and, and drive us forward some of his um, I think when he gets to the edge of the box he probably second guesses himself a little bit um, that probably comes from being more of a defensive minded player throughout his career but um, he second guesses himself a bit and he, but he, he worked really well as that as that pivot today um, and players were looking for him all the time and he was he was spreading the play, he was looking for the intricate passes. Yes, he still made some mistakes. I think that's going to come um, that's going to come with, with anyone that, that tr- actually tries to push us forward. So he's not going to be um, perfect all the time, but I felt that he was really pivotal to our play. My man of the match was actually Ben Davies. Yeah. Uh, we, spoke, we spoke about that. Um, I thought Ben Davies defended really well today. He won every ball he possibly could in the air. He was calm under pressure. He um, was um, composed on the ball. He he continually um, mopped up for, for Red Van Yilmaz, who was... I, I don't know what to make of Red Van Yilmaz's performance today, and I'll ask you that question, but um, Red Van Yilmaz was targeted by Hearts because of his height or lack of um and it's probably a bit unfair on him he i felt like he was um progressive when he was on the ball i felt like he was good at intercepting and reading the play i think that's a real strength of his his final ball is horrendous um see if you could merge red van yomas with borna barisic's final ball you would have a really good player but um were somehow caught in, in the in the middle of one or the other, and and that's a real issue. But Ben Davies mopped up really well f- from, and even from the I think it was the first thirty seconds, you said, "Oh, bet there's Ben Davies um, clearing up for for Red Van Yomas," and that continued throughout the whole game. So I thought, personally, I thought um, Red, uh, say Red Van Yomas, man of the match. Uh, ben Davies was my man of the match. Um, but what did you make of Red Van Yomas's performance today? Yeah, I'll, uh, by the way, I'm going to point out before we get any comments, and there was only one instance where Ben Davies did not cover Yomas, and that was when Hearts 
scored from it, which I think shows you how important that, that he was in, in that regards. But in terms of Yilmaz, going forward, I think he's he's brilliant. He is the dynamic player that, that we need. He's, he's the right age, the right profile. Okay, Again, I know we're, we're talking an awful lot about stature. He's a, he's a tiny wee Turkish guy, isn't he? But he's defensively at times, it, it was a real mixed bag today. It wasn't, it wasn't brilliant, but... There was aspects of his game that were dreadful, as you said. The crossing, it, I was getting absolutely infuriated at times from both flanks. How many times the ball hit off the first man? It's just, but but again, it, you can see the way that we're trying to play. You couldn't see that under Bill. You you can you can see that sometimes we're going out down the left, sometimes we're going out down the right, and sometimes we're going down the middle. We are varying the play, the style. Again, with. Uh, Ridvan Yilmaz the, the only caveat I'll add him in with that as well he's a guy how long has he been here for now what 8-9 months something like that January, January it's, it, so 10 months then um, and he's still never really had a, a proper run of games together without getting injured hopefully hopefully there's something in this he's brave in a tackle uh, you know he is he is it fearless at times but just there's just wee tweaks that I think could make him a much much better player at Rangers I think I, I do think that combination with him and Sima works really well at times. I, th- I think Sima is a very good foil for, for Yilmaz. Um, a mixed bag. I think I've got splinters, put it that way, um, on, on on what I've got to say about Yilmaz. But look, I think that just about, about wraps it up there. A, a, a magnificent victory, something that we, we've just not... Ugly. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Do you want to comment on um, Stephen Naismith's view of the penalty before we go? The fact there was about four different journalists, four or fan media asking, sorry, can you clarify what are you talking about there? I don't even think Naismith believed what was coming out of his own mouth in that one. I, I said I'd love to see it back fully, but talking about Lundstrom blocking somebody, nah, he did, what all the nonsense. You don't, the ref went over to, to the screen monitor and saw it. That, that's why we've been asking for VAR, so there is no Dubai in these decisions. It's a penalty. I mean, it's not even that. 95% of the time, you look at the player's reaction, Goldson straight away was running over to him and had, you know, was doing that, going, I got my shirt pulled. And as soon, like, when you see a, a player reacting like that way, it's it's a penalty. What, what what did you think of it? Yeah, I think going by the player's reaction, we were up the other end of the park. We were up towards the, the Broomwood uh, road end today. So, um, and it, the penalty obviously was up at the Copeland end. So, but you could tell from Goldson's reaction uh, instantly, and the other players as well. John Lundstrom was was claiming for it. There was a few others in there as well. Got up to referee. Normally, if it's the, the just the player that's been that appears to have been fouled that's claiming for it, you're not going to get it. But see, four or five players that are around it all claim for it. You think you've got a pretty good chance. Yeah. Um, and from what we've heard from people at home, it's it's a definite penalty. I don't think there's any dubiety around it. Stephen Smith, I assume, was just annoyed at the fact that he uh, they got nothing from the game. Um, I thought they, I thought Hearts were all right. I don't think they were any, they were great. I thought we made them probably look a bit better. Go, they were good on the, the counter-attack, yeah. but that was more because we were piling players forward and made them look a bit better. But yeah, it's a it's a weird take from an opposition manager on that penalty. It's not the first weird take we've heard from opposition managers. Um, looking at you, Barry Robson from Aberdeen. Um, but it's it's just one of those things. But from what we heard, it's a, it's a stonewall penalty and um, neatly tucked away by James Tavernier. Yeah, it just makes days like this even better, doesn't it, Craig? But um, look, there you go. That I think that's a, a fairly a fair summary of of the game. I think we've been we've been quite um, 
was going to say fair again. I think we've been, I think we've been good on that one. But listen, uh, we'll be back tomorrow with yourself, Craig. Um, you'll be giving analysis of the match, uh, in depth, and, and basically any other Rangers news that comes out of it. Uh, I hope Danilo's practices saying superb in a Scottish accent. But good night, everybody, and thanks for joining and listening. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.